Saul was the king of Israel. He had been chosen by God because the people demanded from God a king. Because, well, everyone else had one, so they had to have one. Dress him up with a crown and robes, put him on a throne, give him a scepter, and then we've got one just like everybody else. Even after God warns them of all the demands that will be made upon them if they have a king, Samuel, who goes to God with the request, is embarrassed. He's ashamed that the people want a king, a human king. And God says to Samuel, he said, it is not you they have rejected, it is me. Well, Saul doesn't turn out to be a great king. Actually, he fails in that he is not faithful to God with regard to to, uh, false gods. And so what happens? God says to Samuel, there will be a new king, and he will be David. Well, he goes to Jesse's house, and he goes through the eight sons and by age, and they get to the youngest one, and they see David, and he said, okay, this is the one. So he's anointed with oil. Saul doesn't know about it. He went there under a different pretext, but yet David was to be king, but Saul was still king. Well, there comes the Goliath incident where the Philistines were battling the people of Israel, and they decide to go to single combat, and... David defeats Goliath. And so the people begin to praise David, and Saul gets jealous. And Saul wants to kill David. He wants to kill him because he's jealous. He wants to be the one they sing songs about. Saul kills thousands, David kills tens of thousands in war. Well, David has to go into hiding, and Saul pursues him. And every once in a while, David will have to prove his fidelity by having an opportunity to kill Saul, but he doesn't. Why doesn't he kill him? Well, there's this Ten Commandment thing. And number five is, thou shalt not kill. And he sees Saul as his king. He may have been anointed, but Saul is still king. And other people have the opportunity to kill Saul for him, and David won't stand for it. You shall not harm God's anointed, the one chosen by God. Eventually, Saul dies in battle, and David becomes king. But David would not kill him. But he had the right to, didn't he? His life was being threatened by this man, but he held himself to a higher standard, the standard of God. God desires life and not death. And death and life are in the hands of God. If we respect that, then we respect life, we respect people, and we see things differently. We may be challenged by the world to do what is easy, to take justice in our own hands, to exact revenge, and what does that gain? What happened when the earth was cleared of all the sinners with Noah's Ark? Was the world perfect then? No, sin still remains. So God says, that's not the solution. The solution was to send Jesus in the world, that Jesus would restore all things and make them like they were, the right order, not the disorder in which people believe they can take the lives of one another, but a place in which they respect life and see it as the greatest gift from God. Jesus himself is pursued. People have tried to kill him. Jesus has all the power of the universe in his hands, and what does he do? He just keeps speaking the truth. 
could have killed everyone, but he didn't. Why? Because he was human as well as divine, so he was bound by the commandments. And instead, he chose to love his enemy, to be that example for us as to how to imitate God, how to be a real human being. A real human being lives according to the laws of his maker. And God desires that we all be saved, not destroyed. We may feel justified in getting revenge, but it doesn't work. It only continues uh, a pattern of violence. It doesn't get any better. We have to look at our lives and the times when we've been tempted in anger, a fifth commandment anger. I tried to let people know that the fifth commandment comes in handy a lot. We may not realize it, but we may have benefited from the fifth commandment, that somebody might have been so angry at us, but they remembered the fifth commandment. And so they begin to think according to the ways of God. There are people who see justice in this world fail, and they cry and yell, and they're upset. And I said, don't worry. God will take care of it in the end. God's justice is better than our justice. Think of whatever you could do to a person that does something against you, and then think of what God can do. We don't take God's authority into our own hands. We allow God to do it. There are certain things that remind us. I I often use the, uh, this came in handy. I got a plaque from a friend of mine. It's an Irish blessing. And it says, for those that love you, may they love you. And for those that do not love you, may God turn their hearts. And if he cannot turn their hearts, let him turn their ankles that we will know them by their limping. (laughs) And it actually happened that somebody who greatly offended me, after I got this plaque, I saw him, he was limping. I said, what happened? He said, I I tripped over on the bleachers or something. And it was like, okay, if I were to put everything in God's hands, then God will take care of it. It's not up to me. It's up to me to love the person to bring salvation to the world, to love not only my neighbor, but my enemy. Because love is the greatest power in the world, and love conquers all. And if we think otherwise, then we're going to turn to violence and take vengeance in our hands and try to be our justice for ourselves. And then God will show us that that's not the answer. So we are to love our enemy. If someone takes something from us, takes your coat, give them your shirt as well. These things are challenging, but yet they're all true. We only have to live by them to see how God's word is true. It's a challenge to love your enemy. But when you do, you see that God is right about everything. I was once offended by a person, and I remember someone telling a story about uh, his anger and how he was calmed by turning to scripture, and, and uh, somebody had stolen something from him, and he was very angry, and he thought that this person could go to jail and for the rest of their life, and he was just so glad because he had them in the palm of his hand, and he could do whatever he wanted to him. This person hadn't a leg to stand on. And then as he was driving along, and he said to his wife, read something from the Bible. He says, if somebody takes your coat, give them your shirt as well. He said, I think you've got the wrong Bible. And eventually, She reads more, and finally he decides that he has to go beg forgiveness to the person whose life he threatened to an extent. And not only did that, but he signed over title to that which was stolen from him. 
and later on he heard from the man that he was the first Christian he ever met, someone that really lived God's word. And because of that, the man was without transportation, which he needed dearly to continue his work. And so he was talking uh, and was invited to someone's home, and a neighbor overheard a story, and he told the story what happened, and the man said, you know, it, what turned out the man needed an airplane, the man said, I have four airplanes, you can have one. He said, okay. So he goes to the hangar and sees these three airplanes. One was too old, one was, didn't have the right instrumentation. The other one was flawed in some way. He said, I thought you had four. And the man's face fell. And he said, okay. So he took him. There was this brand new, beautiful airplane. And he said, I'll take that one. And so God provided for him. All because he trusted in God. It's hard to do, but it's the right thing to do. And when we give the opportunity to God, God can work his miracles. But when we take it into our own hands, we're saying, God, I'll handle this. I don't need you. Keep your miracles. I don't want to see the glory of God in this life or even the next. So love your neighbor? Yes. Love your enemy? Yes. Because God's commandment is love one another as I have loved you. And how does he love us? He loves us anyway, even though we're not perfect, even though we reject his commandments from time to time, even though we disobey him, God still loves us. And it is his love will transform us and make us whole again and bring us to himself.